You're listening to Consider This, episode 323, for April 11th, 2022. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy new year, happy Valentine's Day, happy St. Patrick's Day, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are, what you are hearing is in fact the podcast Consider This. I'm your host, Doug Payton, here to bring you once again my conservative commentary and your feedback in just 10 minutes or less. You can get the links to the web pages I referred to by going to the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. That's CT as in continual timeout. This timeout, I'm playing a little catch up. But while the stories might be oldish, the issues they bring up are current. I've got a bit about the war in Ukraine, something about bias in the news, and something more about the parental rights in education that passed in Florida. That's coming up. Yes, it's good to be back, finally. We'll see how the release schedule changes or doesn't, but stay tuned, or, or subscribed, or following, or whatever the term is, this week. We're watching newsreels of World War II in 2022. That's how a CNN reporter described the scenes we've been watching in Ukraine. Come on, people, I have a hospital stay followed by physical rehab, and this happens while I'm away? Can't y'all behave for a few months? I feel like Rip Van Winkle, but I only slept through the winter. We've had that, and over $4 average gas prices, truckers who shut down Ottawa to protest vaccine mandates, a Supreme Court nominee that couldn't give a definition for the word woman, Elon Musk buying more shares of Twitter than anyone else, and we've had Will Smith give Chris Rock the slap heard round the world at the Oscars. Oh, and let's not forget remarks by Joe True International Depressor Biden about Vladimir Putin. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Now, say what you want about what he really meant. People in the media, his own State Department, and other world leaders took it as a call for regime change. These kinds of things are what the left said Donald Trump was going to do. Gaffes that Trump might make might get us into World War III. Well, if Putin thinks our aim is to remove him from power, a world war could very well be next. Yep, Biden was supposed to be the adult in the room, but it seems not so much. Two years after the New York Post broke the story, the New York Times finally got around to admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop story was, in fact, a story. And little by little, other media organizations, though just a few, started to admit the same thing. Consider that it has been, again, over two years since the story broke in the New York Post. And, of course, over two years since Twitter punished them for breaking that story by shutting down their account until they deleted the tweet publicizing it. 
You see, we can't have stories that reflect badly upon a Democrat presidential candidate, and certainly not without enough time before a presidential election for the media to agree on a cover story. Instead, get some of the largest mass communication networks on the planet to run interference for the Democrats, and then bury the story until all but the political junkies even remember it. Oh, and when you do decide to bring it up again, make sure not to apologize to those that you slandered as peddling Russia disinformation. But, you might say, 50 top members of the intelligence community said it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. That's true, which means that a group like that can be very wrong, or might possibly have an agenda. Consider this next time letters like this are used as reasons to censor someone. Conservatives have had their messages shut down for quite some time by big tech. Yes, yes, Twitter and Facebook are private companies, and they can set their own rules and apply them in a tilted fashion all they want. We're told that if conservatives don't like it, well, make your own. Some people did that and created a Twitter-like system called Parler. And then big tech shut that down as well. They can make their own rules, but if you practice viewpoint discrimination, whether you're a social media company or a major newspaper, don't claim that free speech is one of your values. They called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Well, the critics did, and since it fit the narrative, so did the media. Instead, you almost never heard the actual title, the Parental Rights in Education Bill. And their caricature of what the bill would do is about as inaccurate as their misnaming of it. The bill would ban the discussion of gender identity and sexual orientation through third grade. After that, it required that the subjects be taught in an age-appropriate manner. Being against this bill meant you were for teaching something that was already not taught in K-3. through But you wanted to jump into the subject very early so you could indoctrinate children in your sexual orthodoxy. Somehow, though, maintaining the status quo on the discussion of sex at those early ages will now magically, suddenly, quote, treat LGBTQ topics as taboo and brand our community as unfit for the classroom, close quote, according to Amit Paley, CEO and executive director of the Trevor Project. How is that possible? In an article in Parents Magazine, it notes that only 24 states and D.C. have mandatory sex ed in public schools. Of those 24, its examples of programs in elementary school don't suggest that kids in K-3 through are getting anything like sexual orientation lessons. They have general health classes during those years, nothing sexual. So there's nothing that's being taught right now that the LGBTQ activists have to complain about. One video from a gay teacher said he can't tell his children about who he loves. Here's a question. How many teachers told you about their love lives? I remember one teacher in middle school, and that only because her last name changed after she came back from vacation. Besides her, I couldn't tell you anything about the love lives of my teachers. Now, I'll admit, that's just me. 
and it's been a few decades or so since I was a senior in high school. But from others I have heard talk about this, I'm not alone. Again, we're talking about subject matter that is not typical K-3 through experience. Normalizing and mainstreaming gender transition from the earliest age is the only reason I can see for being against this law. Yet as soon as a child, who can't even choose their bedtime, says they are of the opposite gender, some people want to pump them with chemicals and take scalpels to their bodies to let them have that choice. But consider this. On average, 80% of children change their minds and don't continue as transgender going into adulthood. No, this law lets kids be kids and waits to deal with sexual issues until they're at least 10. Can we at least hold off until then? And there you have it. It's still me. It's still conservative commentary. And it's still 10 minutes or less. It feels good to get back on the podcast saddle again. If you want to get on the show, there are lots of ways to do it. Call me at 267-CALL-CT-0. 267-225-5280. Write me at considerthisatctpodcasting.com. Stop by the website at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com and leave a comment. You know you want to. Well, thanks for listening. And I hope you stay subscribed to, or follow, or whatever. Consider this. <laughs>